0: We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants... Common
1: Sense! All right, here we go. Hey. Welcome. Welcome
0: to the Pragmatic Doulas. My Welcome name is Kim back. and I'm Suzanne. And guess what? Steph's not here. Again. Again. She's that's two absences in a row and um we're starting to get penalized
1: in some way. I think
0: so. I think we yeah. definitely need to think of punishment for Maybe her. we need to start taking attendance. <laughs> <laughs> Again, she's at a birth because she is one of those doulas that has like clients coming out the years and um so she's at another birth this morning this yeah. very snowy January morning yeah can she not tell her clients to not do that I'm beginning does to... she
1: not have control I seriously it's an induction couldn't she talk them into something a different day <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't do that. We, uh-huh. we don't do that. We don't. Doula's do not do that. Take no, that back right now. We don't. <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: beginning. To, I'm actually beginning to think she's just making this shit up, and she doesn't want to be with us anymore. But that doesn't so, like us anymore. She doesn't like.
0: Actually, us. she promised to bring us keto bagels well, today.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Maybe that's it. She didn't
0: make them. That's what I'm mad about.
1: Right? She didn't make
0: the to- bagels, and then created some phantom client. Phantom birth that she had to go to. That's that's what At I think. At some hospital, I've never heard of Credit Valley. Credit Valley. What the fuck?
1: Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> Said the girl from the East End. We love you, staff. Uh, we love you, but seriously, man, get your shit together get, get over here. Get here for the next one. And then she's missing this. Is actually, like actually, our... yeah, this this topic that we were going to talk about, yeah. she was going to be leading. So now we're we're doing something different.
0: We're doing something. We've got. We've been thrown a curveball and we've got to take the detour. But that's and what doulas do, right? That is what doulas do. We talked about detours in our last episode. So here we are doing just that. And the other thing that Stephanie is missing is all of this wonderful feedback that we're gonna be talking about yes. today. Yeah. Because we are awesome. So we have
1: um we introduced this podcast with the first episode and it started it. Dropped, dropped. Doesn't that sound so professional? It sounds so
0: podcasty. It's so podcast. Our first podcast. We dropped, dropped our
1: mixtape on. <laughs> um, <laughs> dropped our album, uh, but we dropped it on the first episode on January seventh, mm-hmm. and then the next one was on Monday this week. And since then, because this is this one will air, this episode will air in another two, four weeks, four weeks,
0: yeah, three so weeks, like a month from now,
1: or. Three weeks, almost. Yeah. So since then, since putting out those, pardon me, those first two episodes, we have had 197 plays. So, what the hell,
0: you guys? What the hell? That's, That's awesome. That's almost 200. Never in our wildest dreams did we think no. that so many people would be listening to this. And that's Honestly, not even my relatives. Like, I think it's some of your relatives, but my <laughs> family my of has of my family. not
1: listened to this at all. They they openly admit they have not. And I'm actually super good with that. Um but yeah. yeah, this is not I didn't think ten people were gonna listen to I,
0: this. I my highest dreams were fifty. If we had <laughs> if we had a little a, a little listening audience of fifty, yeah, I I just would, like I would feel knew. successful. <laughs> yeah, just the little doulas in Toronto that we know. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case. We actually have an email from somebody today that we're going to dive into. And she lives in Nova Scotia. Yes, I do know her though. Okay, but still, (laughs) she's not local. No, she's not. So, and she's not my family because I have family in Nova Scotia too. Yeah. And I don't think they've jumped on yet. No. So, So, mm -hmm. yeah.
1: So, this is, guys, like, honestly, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're so
0: very grateful. um, And we like that you don't mind our weird voices. My my voice is is what? Why do I sound like this? Yeah. Do I really talk like this?
1: I'm (laughs) horrified. (laughs) Every time I listen to it, which I have to do to sort of put all this shit together. Yes. Um I'm like, oh my God, I sound terrible. Mm. It's funny, you know. I did a and this is just a humble brag. I did a um, I used to be a hypnobirthing practitioner Mm -hmm. and I did a hypnobirthing class for a couple, actually it was Steph's clients. So she has actually had real life clients at some point (laughs) we were starting to suspect that she's not even a doula at all yeah I don't think she's actually a doula at all she retired five years ago and she's just been dragging us along anyways um so I did their hypnobirthing class uh in in their home for them and during that I would read these hypnobirthing scripts and the guy said you know you have an amazing voice, mm. and if you ever want, because he was a sound technician, mm-hmm. so a sound technician said this to me. So I'm sitting wow. going,
0: oh my god, oh, really? <laughs> and so I can't be an ass model. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I can make
1: money using my voice. So he said, you know, if you ever want to record your voice, like let me know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, shit, yeah, like. And jump. you didn't
0: jump on that, well, girl? What the fuck was I gonna? <laughs> I don't know. Podcast didn't
1: even exist back then. Yeah. Um, I've gone through menopause. So, you know, my voice is probably super horrible right now. But anyway, so yeah, that's, I was super happy about the whole thing when he said that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, this is, we are thrilled. We, um, we are thrilled. We have also, let me see here.
0: We've got 78 followers on our Instagram. Yay. Um, yay. Follow us on Instagram, the Pragmatic duelist. Yep. That's, that's it. It's really yeah, easy it, to remember. Yeah. We actually
1: also have a Twitter as well. Oh, did really? I tell you? I told you. Yes, you did. I started a Twitter. Do people use Twitter? I don't know. Um, but it's also the pragmatic I think a doulas. couple people use Twitter. Uh, do you know? For real. Do you know so. on, my, on my, uh, my doula Twitter, mm-hmm. I've got like almost a thousand followers. Oh, wow i that's thought, that's awesome. I never posed anything. I yeah. don't know what the hell. I can't live my life in 240 characters. That's,
0: <laughs> I have way too much to say. Yeah. You have but way anyway. more to say than Donald Trump because he manages to. Well, that's true. Yeah. God. He manages to uh, tweet. How, is
1: that, how has somebody not taken that guy's phone away from him yet?
0: Yeah. Well, let me read you one of the texts I got that yes. were
1: yes, 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 so
0: yes. heartening. Um, this was after the first podcast and this wonderful person, Texted me and said, I'm up late listening to your podcast. I love it. Subscribed. And then she said, it's classic you all the way. I guess she's talking about me. You guys are great together. Was there wine involved? Seriously, <laughs> no, the it- banter flows really well. Love the unscriptedness of it. So that's true. That's we true. we We are not scripted at all. Like we have like a brief outline. Let's talk about this and this and well, this. That's, and let's, let's, that's be it. let's be real. Let's be real. And first, we just did it the first five one, minutes ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: The first one we actually sat down and just started talking because mm-hmm. we didn't know what the mm-hmm. hell we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um And actually that was just a test. And they were like, yeah, let's just pull that out there. Mm-hmm. The second one, do we have, we had a topic.
0: We had a topic. That's it. No plan. We had a topic at all. and a general direction that we were going to yeah. face in. I think you it. had notes that on your phone
1: that you pulled out at the end. And just went, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think we talked we about We covered that. about uh, things yeah. that I
1: wanted to make sure that we covered. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. Easily. Like the third one more. was a little more. Mm-hmm. This is actually, this one here is probably the most organized. Yes. <laughs> It'll and
0: probably that's suck. because <laughs> we have different. <laughs> yeah. This is when all the subscribers drop off. See ya. We yeah. don't like this. Yeah. Um, what else? So I have, I have even more texts of. Okay, somebody else said, Suzanne, I'm loving the podcast. It's so good. I can't wait for the next episode. You all have a really great dynamic. (laughs) I'm doing her voice. She has a high pitched girly voice. (laughs) And thank you for swearing. Thank you. Thank you for thanking us for swearing. (laughs) swearing. (laughs) We did warn you about that, right? By the way, disclaimer this podcast does contain some profanity um, applied in a loving and appropriate way. So Just so that she, said, you know.
1: she says that eight minutes into this podcast, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I already dropped an F bomb, but yeah. Um yeah, so don't listen with your kids. Yeah, don't listen with your children. Unless they're my kids and bad case, Bad parenting. I my kids curse on a daily basis. Um because it's it's a word mm-hmm. and if it expresses how you feel, yeah, then use it. Yeah. If it gives the impression of how you're actually feeling,
0: mm-hmm. it's a word. Use it, but I, I know people who feel very strongly in yes. opposition to certain words, and there's you're never going to please everybody. So, oh, for instance, not. my mother cringes as if you jabbed her with a needle if you say <laughs> in "damn," her eye. if you yeah, if you say "damn," if you say "damn," she doesn't. Whoa! Why why do you have to use that language? She'll say, or don't say "bloody." Where's the bloody phone? Nope, that's bad language. Don't say "hell." Don't she say. Never I'm in... so pissed off. Oh, she,
1: she cringes like never you. Never in my Irish family. Yes,
0: yes. So there's levels, and then I have other people who are fine with everything, but they don't want to hear you say "fuck."
1: Oh, that's the best one.
0: Though. Which is the best one? So, the best anyways, one. there's right. some swearing here, yeah. just
1: to... so that you're if it if it warned. disturbs your delicate sensibilities.
0: There's lots can, of podcasts we can suggest suggest that don't swear. Other podcasts. But we want you to stay. We're not saying that to imply that we don't... We want you to just sort of, you know, get past. Jump over the swearing. Exactly. And listen to all the other good stuff. So that maybe... We'll start with... We'll start
1: with the Jen's email. She asks a few questions. So she sent us... Jen is from uh, Nova Scotia. So she sent us um, an email. A lovely email. Mm-hmm. And I was like... When I read it, I was like... My heart almost like exploded in my chest. Um, and... She asked a few questions to you, so I thought we can answer those yeah, as well. Sure. So, dear Kim, Suzanne, Steph, uh, Stephanie, and Stephen!
0: <laughs> Stephen
1: Ray Morris, who is not a part of this
0: podcast. And she's, a, she's Jen is a fellow murderino. murderino. <laughs> so, she's referring to our favorite podcast, My Favorite Murder. Yes. Who we keep plugging. Yes. They need to pay us money. Yes. <laughs> Or at least talk about
1: us. Yeah. Anyways, um, says so I'm kicking myself for not writing in sooner. I had an email composed in my head after listening to your premiere episode, but I was driving at the time and I lost my thought once I gave home. Do you do that? Like I'll have, I'll have an, Always. it. I'll see an email. I'll answer it in my head and
0: yeah. then days go by and go, I didn't you actually like answer it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's now that old age. Yeah. True. Well, I don't know how old Jen is, but that's my excuse. And she's not that old as far as I remember.
1: <laughs> um, Now that episode two has been released, I can't wait any longer. I'm also a career doula with a drive to support in whatever capacity. So that's, I guess that's what we are. We're Mm -hmm. career doulas. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy to say that Kim was my labor doula trainer almost two years ago, and I'm enjoying hearing her voice again after all this time. Apparently,
0: everybody's enjoying hearing your voice. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I used to be, I don't. I think I might've mentioned this in the first episode, but I used to be a doula trainer. I'm no longer a doula trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not where I love teaching um, and I love supporting new doulas, but I have certain other issues that I don't uh mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have like, to fight with. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I don't want to do anymore. So, After two years of training, studying, and stressing, I quit a good-paying job to make a go of dueling last spring, which is kind of what I did, too. Mm -hmm. It's been difficult financially, but the best decision I could have made for myself, I'm working hard to create a healthy birth environment where I live in Nova Scotia, and I'm thrilled to have the support of women such as yourselves, even if it's virtual. So she lives in Nova Scotia, and I did do a training out east. I
0: wonder where. Where did you do the training? Fredericton. Oh, that's not Nova Scotia, though.
1: No, but she actually came into Toronto. Oh, my God. Yeah, she flew into Toronto. I wonder where she lives in Nova
0: Scotia. I have family that live in the valley, in the Annapolis Valley, about an hour away from Halifax. So
1: Yeah, I can't remember exactly where she is. Mm -hmm.
0: Anyways, we don't want to... Yeah, we don't
1: want to like... We don't want to have people knocking on your door Um, unless they're pregnant and need a birth doula. But yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I just love what you're doing. I love what you're saying and agree with mostly everything. Mostly. (laughs) mostly. What do you mean, Jen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love your honesty and pragmatism. So keep going in the direction you're going. Maybe just put boots on the dog for the next recording. So yeah, if you've heard episode two, my dog, who's now currently asleep, Mm -hmm. uh, needs his nails cut and uh, could not sit down. I think he's done this sleeping on the couch
0: Last, the episode. Last, last, last episode. That last episode too. yes.
1: When Stephanie wasn't here. Oh,
0: Stephanie roused them up. Maybe. Stephanie! Because she smells like dog. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, she smells like delicious dog treats. Yeah, well, that's true. And so Jack is just so
1: excited to see her. I think so. Yeah. So thanks for sharing your birth story, Kim. I cried along with you. It was honest and I appreciated your deliberation on how to how we can retell our birth story in a way that helps us heal. I've supported a few women that have faced trauma during birth and I'm feeling more prepared to help others heal and deal with it postpartum. So I have a couple of questions and suggestions for future topics. I have a couple that I would like uh, I would love to hear discuss. So mm-hmm. have you ever had a client you didn't like? Or more to the point, the partner was the problem for you as a doula. We are supporting mom mainly, but their partner plays a huge role as well. And if they are difficult, hard to like, how do you deal with this? I personally have never faced this yet, but would love to hear about your experiences. (laughs) Have you ever had?
0: Yes. (laughs) And it wasn't that long ago either. So it's fresh in my memory. Um, I had a couple mm, less than a year ago, less than a year ago where it was clear there were issues within their relationship. Oh. And he said some downright mean things to to her her right in front of me during one of our prenatals, and it was so awkward. Mm. It was so awkward. I quickly did that thing in your head where, like, in two seconds you – register that was rude oh my god she looks hurt oh my god that was rude she looks hurt what do I do yeah um I have to stick to my principles and she made a correct statement and he contradicted her in a rude way so then I sort of um confirmed or validated what she was saying because it was factually correct yeah and then said everybody looks at it a different way yeah to kind of leave room for his perspective which was totally wrong but left room for that um and sort of looked at her sympathetically i don't like that happened in, like 2 seconds right? yeah i really am stumped with this it, it it hasn't happened very often i mean i've had situations where partners are opposed to the birth plan right oh or you know cuz one Years and years ago, I had one dad who felt that they should actually book a scheduled C-section because the idea of, um, physiologic vaginal birth freaked him out and he didn't understand why anybody would want to do that. So he actually felt that they should just go straight and just book a C-section. Well, um, and she didn't, and go? she wanted to have, she wanted to just like, no, I want labor to start normally. And I want labor to, to, to just like. Yeah. However, it takes us, it takes us. I don't want to just immediately jump over everything and, and jump into the operating room. Um, well, it was easy because the doctor was not. They had spoken to their doctor, and their doctor was not going to allow um, a scheduled C section for absolutely no reason at all. So, and that's, that was easy for me about to deal that. with. <clears throat> yeah. So I've, I've dealt with that, and that's not so hard because I just give the facts anyway. Yes. Cuz people are allowed to have whatever opinions they want and I just give them information and and let them decide. So they can hash it out together. Yep. Um but when there is actual like bitterness and animosity between two people, that's what I because th- this is bigger than me. This is yeah. a relationship thing. Yeah. This isn't just here's actually your information is incorrect. Here's the correct information. That feels easy. It doesn't feel easy to navigate bad Feelings between people, like they would bring up topics that were not appropriate for me to be here. Right. Stuff about his past relationship or her oh, past shit. relationship or his kids and and how things went with his ex and so on. Like, and I'm we're sitting not there, trained therapist. Mm, yeah, I sitting mean, there. This is not a relationship. I'm not a relationship doula. No, so can we skip over? So I did not like him. For that reason, he seemed mean and unsupportive. And so I couldn't like him. No. And I just felt so, so sorry for her. We got through it. Um, I went to their birth and everything. He was much better at the birth actually, but it was, it was awkward. And I don't have, you you just got to flub your way through it. And I think that's it. You just, I had, um,
1: have you had a client that hasn't liked you Mm. like a particularly a partner like sometimes you go to interviews
0: and the partner's not even there like they don't even want to have you ever had that yes yes I've got to lots of interviews where the partner's not there probably because they're saying why do we even need this or you decide whoever you like I'll go along with yeah you're the one who's having the baby, so you get to pick the doula. Yeah. And I'm sure she'll be fine if you pick her, right. which is usually how it's played out for me. I, I don't – I haven't felt that. I've had partners who were a little standoffish and not as, you know, friendly and so on. Right. But that's okay. Usually yeah. they are people who I don't really want to be all that friendly with either. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone in and, you know, to an
1: interview and there's been – um the dad hasn't even turned off the TV. Like, he's too busy oh, still watching the yes. fucking news. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm. It's just rude. So yeah, he has no manners. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Can we turn off the. And I'm like literally talking louder mm-hmm. for them, for her to be able to hear me. And mm-hmm. part of me is like, can we just yeah. go to the kitchen and
0: just leave him here? Mm-hmm. I
1: don't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you don't want me here, then fine. Like, I'll leave because I've got other shit to do.
0: I've also had dads who are really into it. Like, oh, shit, so yeah. into it that they've got, like, a long list of questions. Yeah. And they pick the contract apart. And they yeah. want to know all of the specifically galleys around this and this and this. And they are asking you all the technical questions about your certification, about your whatever. I've had a couple of dads like that, too. But I don't mind because... Yeah. That means he's being really thorough, trying to do his due diligence. And I have all my answers down anyway. So it's not bring it, bring the the questions. And once you get through that, then most of the time they're like really cool.
1: I went to, I went to an interview once. And when I left the client had so much anxiety during the interview interview. Uh that when I left, (laughs) when I left, um, I, my heart was racing. Like Mm -hmm. it's like being empathetic I like took her anxiety on Mm. and as I'm walking in my car I'm going oh my god please don't hire me please don't hire me please don't (laughs) hire me sure enough I get an email the next day and yeah we'd love to hire you Mm. and it's like okay because I took on all your anxiety like I took that anxiety away from you but unfortunately I fucking brought it home with me yeah um I'm not
0: that empathetic
1: uh -uh. but I was desperate for clients at the time (laughs) and I'm like yes let's do this but yeah, I mean, I think you, if you've been hired, then it's like you say, you just muddle through and yeah, you end up, you just do a good job. You just do the job you are meant to do. Yeah. And if they appreciate it and like it afterwards, then maybe you get a call for the second baby. If they didn't, then you never have to
0: hear from them again. And it's all fine. So, sorry, Jen, that we didn't give you a real scientific clear answer. (laughs) Did you enjoy that (laughs) non-answer? But that's the the reality of it. I don't... um, All right. Do you want to answer
1: the second question? We can answer Um, the second question. So,
0: what does it say? It says, nurses. I can't say enough good things about nurses and the work they do, the compassion they have. All of my births have been in hospital and the nurses are truly amazing and generous. But I have found myself a few times in a delivery room with some... Who just don't want me there. And I know it's due to their own personal issues in relation to doulas. I promise you, I am nothing but kind and attentive to them. We believe you, Jen. Um, amazing- <laughs> giving them all the space they need to do their job. And yet there are a couple who would toss me out in a second if they could. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: if that, <laughs> that happens. happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I usually go in with the with the auspices of every nurse I meet. I am going to treat the same. I'm going to treat them with respect. I'm going to treat them as if I'm in their house. Mm. Um, and I'm going to kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a few that I have never been able to crack. Mm-hmm. I think you know who I might mm-hmm. be talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I'm going to do my best and I swear, like there was, there was one nurse that she was, I saw her multiple, multiple times. Like every time I went to this hospital, it was good. It was her. And I was like, oh, fuck again. Mm-hmm. Like why universe do you hate me so much? Mm-hmm. And then. I just kept doing my job and I kept being super attentive and i help helped everybody when I'm there, including the nurses, I'm going to do things for everybody. And the last birth that I was with her for, she actually, I, I went to get some ice. um, So out of my client's room mm-hmm. and she's she talked to me and she was asking me questions and I'm like, the fuck Mm -hmm. are you actually speaking to me Mm -hmm. and not glaring at me with your blue eyeshadow and (laughs) crap like that? What, what is happening here?
0: Blue eyeshadow that would endear her to me. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) No. Um, so, I mean, I think in theory, I just try and I try and go with the idea of that I'm in their house.
0: Yes. And I mean, look, 99% of the time, my interactions with nurses have been good. Yes. So we're talking specifically about nurses now. And yeah. m- the majority of the vast majority of the time, my interactions with them are good. My philosophy is I'm there to do a job, and my job is with my clients. Like that's who I'm there for. Yeah. So I feel like being a good doula means getting along with the the healthcare providers that are also caring for my client. Like yeah. it's not going to serve anybody if I am you know bitching with the nurses which I never have no but my main goal is not to have any nurse like me that's never been my no. goal or my objective because they're going to without me with me just being myself or they're not going to with me just being myself like basically i have no control over that no, i'm pleasant true. i'm professional and that that's my job that's what i do and whoever likes me likes me whoever doesn't doesn't. And when they come in and they have attitude that is about them, that is yeah. not about me yeah. because I'm pleasant and I'm professional yeah. and you can't say, oh, this doula did this and that's why I'm treating her that way. yeah So if, if a nurse is treating me um, meanly, which I actually have never really had happen. No, me either. I've had nurses say certain things that are assumptive. Like yeah. they make assumptions about what doulas are yeah. and sometimes it's a good time to correct them and sometimes it isn't. So you just let it go. Yeah. Because my goal is not to be there to educate anybody no. or to, it's not a popularity contest. no. So if you focus on what you're there to do, the majority of nurses will appreciate you. Yeah. The and the ones follow. who don't have their own issues mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about that anyway. So let it go. I had a I had a client once, um,
1: and we were we did the birth and everything was good and it was at the end and the nurse was in there just, uh, um, I don't think she was doing paperwork or anything. She was just kind of sitting with us, mm-hmm. and she said, "You know, when we come in, she was we know." what room has a doula or not. She goes, when we come in, we get to choose. She goes, I'm at a point where I can choose who I work with. She mm-hmm. goes, and whenever I see mm-hmm. a room that has a doula in it, she goes, I don't choose that room. She oh. goes, yes. Well, but fine. she goes, but she goes, you, and she
0: points at me. Yeah, I do you. So, <laughs> so like- all of this is some sort of compliment at the end of the day. Yeah. It's supposed like, be a compliment. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I took it as a compliment. I was, you know, I was a doula for all of like
0: I don't like doulas but you all
1: make an exception yeah, for it. You you're good. I'll do you. And I was like, okay. That's mm-hmm. super awkward by all of that, but thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so yeah, I mean in, I, the, in
0: those kind of moments I'm kind of torn because you're torn between appreciating the compliment and being so grateful that a nurse is on your side yeah. versus standing in solidarity with your doula <laughs> sisters to say, you know what? We're all amazing, but we're not all We're amazing. not all amazing. 99% of us are amazing. So yes. when you make judgments about the doula in that room, she's probably awesome and you should give her a chance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe you say that to her over mm-hmm. coffee or something, not standing in the hallway. I don't know. But I'm saying it's a veiled compliment and it's, it's yeah. I took it as such. Yes. <laughs> veiled compliment, outright compliment. We'll take them all. We'll take, yeah. <laughs> if you have anything mean to say though, please don't. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. So again, a bit of a non-answer for you. I mean, I think you, you go in, you do your job and you be the best doula that you can be for your clients and, and you your, let the rest go. Yeah. And your awesomeness will show through. And yes, in the, at the end of the day, the nurses will appreciate, you know, what a good job you did. And if they don't, they probably were never going to anyways.
0: So Jen finishes up by saying, what "Oh, day? so
1: keep up the excellent work, and I look forward to each and every episode."
0: Excellent. Um, if you, you, if anybody has any thoughts of their own yeah. to add to the uncomfortable partners or mean or nurse, uncomfortable clients, uncomfortable clients um, or mean nurse or other healthcare provider situations, drop us a line and let us know what your th- thoughts are because. Um, we're always learning. Yeah.
1: And if Steph's going to constantly be absent, we're, (laughs) we're going to need (laughs) more emails to read. (laughs) Um, no, we love her. Sorry. All right. Um, okay. So we have, uh, one Another email? Yeah. This was actually our very first email. Yes. um, Yay. From Sarah.
0: Inaugural email.
1: Inaugural email. Inaugural. Inaugural.
0: Inaugural. Yeah. We suck. Whatever.
1: (laughs) I'm a doula, not, a,
0: not an English,
1: English, English teacher. teacher. <laughs> Says, Hi, pragmatic doulas. Thanks for your super fun podcast. It's wonderful to be able to listen and learn <clears throat> about the mystery, the mysterious life of career doulas. Again, is that, I guess that's what career we are. Career doulas, yeah. Um, I'm an emerging doula, as in in training, but don't have my own practice yet, and a community yoga instructor. Oh, that's cool. I love yoga for birth, um, Mm and pregnancy. I'm passionate about finding ways to provide doula support for families who need it most, but perhaps can't afford to hire a doula. In this spirit, I have two questions for you. Well, actually, I have one trillion questions for you, um, Mm -hmm. but know that you're busy and we'll keep it to two. Now, one she has that we're actually not going to read because I think it's a really good idea and I think we should probably keep that secret. Okay, I don't know what the fuck happened there. But oh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Heads up. You'll be using a browser that doesn't support. Oh, okay. You're using a browser. Uh, 30 continue. minutes per recording. Well, that was dumb because last time that isn't what happened. And you're using the same browser? And I'm using the same browser. Oh, Girl. whatever. Whatever. Okay. I'll just pay attention to this. Cut all the
0: soap, this out, Stephen. Yeah. Stephen! <laughs> um, so right. what I was going to say is that we're not reading her, her idea one. out. But she knows what the idea is, Yeah. and we are all saying to you, "Go for it, girl." Yeah, we don't amazing idea. We don't want to read your idea out because we don't want somebody to take it's a good it. Good idea. You. Somebody's going to steal it, mm-hmm. so we think we're that not, we should. No, we would it. never steal your idea. No. Never, never. Yeah, but somebody
1: else might. Somebody else might. So you, so, you do that. I think it's awesome. I think. So do it, so I. think it's a, great idea. a little work intensive, but I still think it's awesome. do it. I. But hey, all the work you know intensive stuff. That's what. You should do. Look. (laughs) Not me. You. My whole philosophy on life, and, you know, this sort of came up, I've started sort of doing this in the last few years, is, look, even if it's an epic fail, at least you
0: tried. If you try and it succeeds, yay. If you tried and you failed, at least you tried. Yay. And you've... Even when you try something and it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to, you have learned something. Every single attempt yeah. means that you've learned something, and that will serve you as you move on through life. So I heard my son say this a long time ago, and it's stuck in my head. There's no such thing as losing. Either you win or you learn. Yeah, that's what you got to think about. So yeah. go for it. Do it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, isn't that like the whole? You know that.
1: Um, cleanser, that cleaner they used to have, four oh nine. It's yes. called four oh nine because four hundred and eight other formulas didn't work.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> you're so, taking us taking us back. Yeah, to the old timey cleaners. That's right of the so, day. So you know, four hundred
1: and eight cleaners remember. later, they finally found one that the, worked because they didn't give up. Amazing, and they learned something with every single every, one. Exactly, right? Yes. And this whole fucking podcast, <laughs> we're doing it because. We just got to
0: try. We just got to. Yeah. We just said, let's just do it. There is no way that we're going to, if we waited until we got it all perfect, we would never do it. No. So don't aim for perfect. Just dive in there and do the thing. Progress. Do it. Progress, not perfection. Correct. All right.
1: All right. So our second question is, um, okay, so blah, blah, blah. I'm passionate about postpartum support and breastfeeding. So this is, this is going to be a bit of a correction. but I'm not very interested in becoming a birth doula. I was surprised that none of you generally provide postpartum support unless the family are also birth clients. There's a correction here. I am the only one that does that, Kim. Um, and Now, having said that, I do do outside of mm-hmm. the birth postpartum support, but it's very rare. Yeah. Um, I have this sort of idiosyncrasy of my own thing that I like to sort of I feel uncomfortable myself stepping into a postpartum situation that I haven't been there from the
0: beginning, but you, me, I currently have five standalone postpartum <laughs> clients. No birth clients. And, no, I have two, but they're <laughs> way in, in the summer. So both Steph and I do actually do um, standalone. standalone postpartum support. I am totally fine with that because if that's what that family needs, then that's what that family needs. And I'm also really vigilant about, keeping in touch with my postpartum clients during from the time that they hire me to the time that the baby's born. So right. if there's three months from the time of hiring me to due date, then I'm really intense about emails and keeping in touch. I talk to my clients after every mm-hmm. doctor visit, every ultrasound, every like about once a week I keep in touch and with I can them. Totally get behind
1: that. It's getting hired after the baby's born and you're like walking from oh. me. It's like walking into a
0: situation like yeah. what's going on. That like, what happened? is awkward. And yeah. that hardly ever happens for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember the last time that I had that situation come up. It, that hardly ever happens. Oh. Almost always higher during pregnancy. Oh, so there is time to build a relationship. True. So yeah. And so that's we, it. It's the relationship. The relationship. So I I appreciate the importance of the relationship. So I do put a lot of effort into building it up as much as possible before the birth actually happens. And if they're having a scheduled C-section, for instance, I'm sending them all sorts of support emails before right. and on the day of and then the day after and all the way up until my first visit We're in real intense contact. So, yeah, that's how you do standalone postpartum support. Yeah. And, um, and yes, we're all Steph- about it.
1: And Stephanie, I don't know if Stephanie does as much as she used to, since especially since she moved. But she certainly does do it.
0: Um,
1: So then the rest of the question. So that was our corrections corner. Um, The rest of it is: um, uh, Do you think there is space for postpartum doula's only in the industry? Shit, yeah. Well, obviously,
0: yes, hell yeah, yes. Many, many, many parents um, don't want birth support. Their focus is on after the baby is born and the baby is at home um fair enough so that's what their needs are so that's you jump in there and fill that need so and I think it's becoming more like I see a lot
1: of requests for postpartum support I've been
0: inundated at the end of last year and the beginning of this year with standalone postpartum support um and and I've been surprised actually yeah more of that than anything else So, yes, there's certainly a space for it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you would not
1: be doing your clients a disservice by not experiencing their Mm -mm. birth by any means. I know Mm -hmm. many doulas that Mm -hmm. are not birth doulas at all. Yeah. Or used to be,
0: but they're not anymore or whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's the one and she's not in Toronto anymore, but she was highly, highly successful. Oh, no, she did do birth. Never mind. I'll Mm. shut up. (laughs)
0: Um, So so go for it. Go for all of it. Everything that you're mentioning in your email is good. So you do all of that stuff. All right. So
1: what do you want to do? You want to. Do we want to talk about, because the part of this podcast was going to be that we were going to talk about sort of what postpartum doulas do, because we've only, for the last three, mm-hmm. been looking at birth. Mm-hmm. Did you want to, were we going to, on your little piece of paper, were we going to do that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've got to cut this apart. Right out. I'm not
1: going to cut gonna it You're going to have
0: lots of editing to do I'm for not, this one.
1: I'm not um, cutting it out at all. I don't I'm know. leaving it all together because we're just crack ass that way. <laughs> Look, um, look, gonna, if listen. you wanted if you wanted a professionally made podcast, there's it's lots not of them out happening. there. <laughs> there's lots of them out there. I'm a 49-year-old mother of three, doesn't, doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, and we're lucky that these sound as good as they do.
0: Well, we could um, we've got these two amazing birth stories yeah, to we, do.
1: Yeah, we can um,
0: absolutely do that. I don't know if I want to talk about postpartum doulas. What I mean, what mm-hmm. is there? listen, I come to your house to help you with breastfeeding, show you how to bathe the baby, help you get some sleep, make you some lunch, <laughs> go home. Um, okay, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's much more about that too. It's also about support and reassurance, confirming, listening. validating, all of that stuff. The mother and sometimes the partner has a lot of questions. Yeah. Questions about um, how to do things, how to deal with newborn behavior. Sometimes they don't even know that that newborn behavior that they're so worried about is normal. Yeah. But the internet has told them something different. And so they, or it's their own idea. Like people automatically, they've got a baby who's three days old and they're already worried about independence and discipline. And they don't understand that this new human has just landed on this alien planet and has no idea what's going on. And, and the doula can explain to them. Things that are normal, it reassures them. Even though it's still hard to deal with, it is normal. You yeah. know, it is normal for your baby to nurse fifteen times in one day. Yeah, it's intense, but it's normal. So then you yeah. can rest assured that you're not messing everything up. Yeah, that I think is the biggest job that I, the biggest thing that I do um, as a postpartum doula is leaving there, helping them feel a little bit more confident. Yes, a little bit more confident <clears throat> in their ability to take care of their baby.
1: Yeah,
0: and take care of themselves. Yes. People often don't take care of themselves, and then they run themselves into the ground. So they need a reminder to eat and sleep. and Take their meds. Open the window. Yeah, whatever. Go outside. That kind of thing.
1: And yes, it's okay to go outside with your baby.
0: Yes. And um, so how do you do postpartum? I have a real specific way. You don't do it
1: very often. You don't do it very often. Like, I have a postpartum gig coming up, but the main focus of that is for breastfeeding. Because... There Mm -hmm. was issues the first time. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, this one's going to be all about the breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I certainly hope I'm up for it. Um, But I, you know, the last few times that I've done it, it's really been about the birth parent getting rest. Mm -hmm. The last, the last one I did before, like which was in the summer, um, I took baby, I dealt with baby and she got like a, she got naps. She yeah. got, she ate, she answered emails and then she went for like an hour and a half nap. And that was so that it could make her evenings more bearable, her yeah. nighttime feeds and whatnot more yeah. bearable because she wasn't getting the sleep that she needed. And I clock. freaking love that because this baby was maybe six weeks old. Mm-hmm. Um, So he was already on the bottle she had, um, had issues with breastfeeding, so he was on formula and breast milk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I just fed him and hung out with him and washed some dishes and sterilized some bottles and yes. did some laundry and yeah. Greatest you know, job in the world. Yeah. Like <laughs> looking after huh? a baby and while he napped, I did the other little, little things that she wouldn't have to worry about mm-hmm. when she woke up.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, I have made dinner for my clients too, because that's just something I offer. And if they have no, I know that's not your jam. I, I cannot cook.
1: I, I am literally, this is, we're sitting here today and
0: Steph was bringing food and you were bringing food and I was supplying tea. So we're sitting I here make, starving. I can make tea. Yeah. We're yeah.
1: starving to death.
0: Um, a lot of families do not have anybody here. They don't have any of their own yes. family here yes. or their families are far away or, or whatever. So they're pretty much alone. And, Um, I offer, you know, do you guys want me to make you dinner for tonight? Never do people say no when they're in that situation. They never say no. They're always like, yes, yes, yes. So I've done that a lot. I come for four hours at a time. Um, I used to do, for a short time, I used to do eight hours. I used to do eight-hour overnights. Right. Then I got old, (laughs) and I said, no more of that. Honestly, when I was about 45, I realized, overnights overnight postpartum support um, just Oh my God. No, walking through my life perpetually tired. I still had young children. Yeah. And you homeschooled. And I was homeschooling. So I had to get up. I would get like a couple of hours sleep and get up, deal with my kids all day and then go to sleep in the evenings for a little bit before having to go to postpartum. And I was doing a lot. I was doing like four nights a week consistently with clients, sometimes six, eight weeks at a time or more. And it was just brutal. There's I decided no uh-uh. I
1: sleep way too
0: much. I can't do it anymore, so I stopped and I started doing more daytime support. And then for a short time I was doing 8 hours of daytime yeah. support. Yeah. I personally feel like 8 hours is a heck of a lot and most often than not too much. Yeah. I don't feel like most like I need the next one eight I've been powers. hired
1: for like days, several days at 8 hours a piece. 8 hours a piece. And she's hired There'll be a few hours in between and she's hired a nighttime doula as well wow wow I when she's people, so desperate to get this breastfeeding
0: going yes God I,
1: I love her for that like she is put in place when what people she needs want to, make
0: to this a success hire me for eight hours I usually talk them down I talk them down to four yeah. or when people want to hire me for like um dozens of visits yeah. I talk them down. Yeah, I'd rather, I talk I'd, them let's, down. See, let's see what we can do yes. and then we'll add
1: on if we need more. Because what
0: happens is they don't need you for that much. And, and then you it end feels up, weird. And then it feels super weird. Yeah. You're going there and you've got nothing to do because everything's fine. Do you remember and, when there was a, a
1: request went out for a postpartum doula that did less than 200 hours? What? It was a, it was a year or so ago. Like all the this particular it was another doula that asked for it but she wasn't she either wasn't available or wasn't a postpartum doula but she had said every person every doula that this couple had looked for the
0: minimum support was 200 hours 200 hours yeah like that's... Well, I would have to speak to that family to find out why they felt the need to
1: have that much. They didn't support. want that much. That was it. They were looking for doulas that had a much, significantly smaller minimum. All I don't the... understand what you mean. So doulas had packages, but the postpartum packages started at two hundred hours of support. Oh,
0: that's crazy, right? Yeah. That no. Uh,
1: yeah, that's I'm crazy. sure we'll get
0: emails about this, but. Yes, because everybody has their own way of practicing. And so when I say that that's crazy, it's crazy for me. me. I wouldn't do that. I would really talk to a family to find out. And I actually encourage potential clients to hire me for the minimum amount of support that they think they might need. And then we can add on after that. And believe it or not, it is far less than you. People are far more capable than they give themselves credit for. And I like to leave a family... Filled up with confidence, but with a little tiny bit of anxiety and uncertainty <laughs> about their ability to do this, because that's what being a parent is all about. Yes, you're you're as soon as you start to feel, "Hey, I got this." Yeah, that kid pulls the rug out from under oh, you. Yes, and you got to get used to that. Yes, you have to stand in that uncertainty and be comfortable there. Yes. So that's how I want to leave people. I don't want to leave them feeling like, Oh my God, Suzanne, we can't do this without you as much as as nice as that feels. Yeah. That's not, no, you can. Yeah.
1: That's not my And I have clients that are like, well, you know, should we sign up for the postpartum stuff now? And I'm like, you know what? Let's see. Let's see how it goes. (laughs) Let's, let's do the birth. Let's do those couple of visits and let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And, they're usually fine. They're usually fine. And yeah, am I am I cheating myself out of money? Probably.
0: <laughs> yes. But yes, I obviously. Pro- I You need 200 hours of postpartum support. Yeah. Sign this contract. I'm yeah. set. I'm set for a year. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: But then it feels to me like I'm just there for no reason. Yes.
0: Like I feel useless when yes. I'm there. I don't like feeling like a glorified babysitter. Yes. That is what I do not like. Yeah. You are not paying me these the big bucks to babysit. And that's what it eventually what feels it eventually like comes to. eventually when people, Even breastfeeding Nanny. is good. Yeah. Their sleep schedules are good. Everybody's yeah. eating. Yeah. Everything's good. They just want you to come over so that they can go get their hair done. Yeah. Not
1: that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong. I'm just that.
0: saying that when it's like the last couple of visits or so, when things it's are winding weird. down, yeah. that's fine. But when you've got like eight visits left and that's all that's happening, yeah, it feels, it feels it, disingenuous. Like it feels, that's what it feels like to me. Cause yeah. I, I like to be hands on. I like to feel like I'm helping families. Yeah. Um, and not kind of just there because, well, you paid for me. So I just got to like yeah show up and be yeah. a fixture in the house. And then I'm not
1: doing like being a doula is partly teaching being a doula is partly, you know, mm-hmm. encouraging and all, but you got that stuff now. So what am I doing here? Yes. I'm washing your dishes. I'm and uh, that does not take 200 laundry hours and, you know looking after the
0: baby while you get a nap and yeah. i'm like i don't know why i'm here i mean listen people traditionally and ideally are surrounded by family yes who though not always who obviously. are going to well traditionally and ideally yes. they're surrounded oh, right. by family yeah. and they the family comes in and all of that stuff is taking care of the food the laundry helping you supporting your sleep helping you with breastfeeding traditionally and ideally That's who would be doing that stuff. The grandmas and the aunties would come. Yes. Um, And and the vast majority of people don't have that anymore. And so that's where doulas fill the gap. But the other thing is humans are really resilient. Yeah. And we've had to learn to adapt to our changing social landscape. Yeah. So because we don't do that, we don't have that anymore. It's usually those two parents and that baby with maybe one of the moms one of the grandmas coming in every now and then, or maybe one of the grandmas is there for a certain amount of time, but she didn't breastfeed. So she can't help with breastfeeding. So you need a doula. So that's usually the way it is. She's in her seventies and she's leaving anyways in two weeks to go back home or whatever. Um, In, in the old days when you had your family built in, things just sort of slowly melded into regular life. Like your, your family boosted you up during those those really intense first few weeks. And then little by little you, you and the baby just kind of blended into the extended family in the yep. community. Yeah. And so it was, you can't really count the number of postpartum hours that you needed in that situation. No, but when it's a stranger coming in to do specific things, we've had to quantify the support yes. that we give to people because we don't live with our clients and they're no. not our family. No, So yeah, that's what we've, that's how things have evolved evolved to be and um everybody's got to decide how they're going to practice yeah that's how I do it Four-hour visits I ask them to pick a minimum number of visits and then they can add on if they want and actually I only add on two I don't add on more than two at a time right you want two extra visits okay yeah after that you want two extra visits okay um yeah I appreciate that when somebody they know they're having a scheduled c-section for instance and they might want like a lot of visits in the first couple of weeks. Of I think that's, that's fair enough. We we're talking about major surgery. Right. Fair enough. But then after that first week or two, let's start going down, weaning down, weaning down. Um, yeah. My doula trainer, all those years ago, my postpartum doula trainer, she said, the very first thing I remember her saying is that it is your job to work your way out of a job. Yes. That's what doulas are supposed to do. Yep. Yeah do your job, work your way out of the job. Yep.
1: And I've heard, I've heard on the, um, I've heard people on like Facebook groups, do the Facebook groups and stuff and say, that's such bullshit. And uh, I'm like, but isn't that what a postpartum doula is? Mm-hmm. And that's what the grandmas and the aunties would do too. Mm-hmm. They would help and support and lift you up until you could do this yes. on your own. Yes. Their job was to work themselves out of the not job. being there. Yes. So if we're talking about a traditional, you know, what a doula would do, a yeah. model of what we need as a mm-hmm. species, that's what we need. Eventually,
0: to. you need to be able to have your own rhythm and figure out your own way and become contributing, you know, everybody gets, is dependent. There are certain seasons of your life that yes. you're dependent on the people around you. Yeah. And then slowly, slowly, ideally you lift yourself up out of that. And then you become the somebody who who's takes people. care of the, yes. somebody else yes. who's dependent. Yes. And so on and so forth that it goes. Yeah. You don't remain dependent for, for an extended period of time. Yeah. And if, if that is the case, yeah. I mean, people get sick and so on. That's different. Sure, what we're talking about the context of birth. Um, The expectation is that eventually you get the hang, yeah, of being a parent, yeah, and so then the next person who has a new baby, you can then pass on that support and wisdom to them, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's how I see postpartum doula work, and that's how I do it because that's how I believe <coughs> things should flow. Yeah, but if you've got different thoughts, please share them with us because I'm always curious about how other people do, yeah, the same thing that but don't I'm doing. Be mean about it.
1: You know? I know I keep saying that, but I'm so sensitive. I cry,
0: constantly. and I'm not. I'm not sensitive. So, but I get the emails can, first. She gets the emails first. So, okay, yeah. But then I will read them, and I will. Steph and I will strip it down for Kim, and,
1: <laughs> and so I won't cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, we're going to
1: take a little break. So, there'll be a musical 10-second interlude. Yeah. Um, cuz well, I got to pee. You know, I was going to say you need to pee. I do. <laughs> I I haven't even drank that much water, but I did drink some tea. Yeah. Um I should get some more. And then what we'll do is we will we have two birth stories uh, that we will read since yeah. they're Steph not ours in here. They're not, not ours. ours.
0: We're holding off on ours till stuff comes back and catches up.
1: Yeah, because so. I think
0: you've heard enough of
1: us. I mean, granted, we have like 50 children between us, Um, but uh, I thought it would be cool to read these others. And one of them is fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to take a little musical interlude and uh, we'll take it from there. So sit tight. We'll be back. Oh, right.
0: Hey, we're back. we are back and I have an amazing birth story to read you. Do you want to do that one second? Cause it's, cause it's bigger and bigger longer. And
1: quite funny. Yeah. Okay. Not that this one isn't good. I just, sure. Um, do that one first. So this is, so we'll actually just continue, um, uh, uh-huh. Sarah's down email. Sarah's, um, email. Mm-hmm. So along with her questions, she also sent her a story. So I'll keep it short because this email is already looking like a novel. Sarah's birth story. Sarah's birth story. So, uh, let's see. All was well until about week 35 when I started experiencing intense pain in my side. Like, that would freak me out. Yeah. Um, Intense pain anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And my OB, who said that as long as the pain wasn't in my tummy, I was probably just something I ate.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Fairly soon after, I stopped gaining weight whoa and my blood pressure started to increase double whoa sound familiar Mm -hmm. um the prognosis was that i was not gaining weight because of the because of the thing i ate and that my blood pressure was often in that blood pressure often increases during pregnancy okay Mm -hmm. week 38 my urine turns dark brown okay because of what? my kidney issues, yes. my pee being fly. anything other than, you know, straw or clear freaks yeah.
0: me out. Yeah. I like my <clears> pee <throat> to be the color of pale champagne. <laughs> Otherwise, is- I'm doing something wrong. Exactly. Um,
1: but dark brown. Jesus. Dark brown. Sludge starts coming out of you. Oh, my God. Um <laughs> My OB advised, sorry, where am I here? My OB advised that I needed to drink more because I was obviously dehydrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Week thirty-nine, my OB says uh, ask for an ultrasound because I'm still not gaining any weight. Uh, the ultrasound showed that the baby was no longer moving. Oh, I'd freak Why? out! Yeah. And I was immediately sent for an induction. Uh, yeah. The induction causes my blood pressure to skyrocket, and lo and behold, I'm finally diagnosed with.
0: Pre-eclampsia. pre-eclampsia.
1: Oh, yeah. She says in brackets. Why re- do we know
0: that? Yeah. Because we're doctors. Hello, Dr. Kim and Dr. Suzanne here. She's,
1: we are not doctors. <laughs> she says in brackets, retrospectively, no shit. <laughs> After the diagnosis, yeah. Like, do you not watch the TV and go, that's
0: pre-eclampsia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she needs to be.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um, after the diagnosis came the urinary catheter and then all of the monitors and then the epidural because I wasn't allowed to move in bed. Then 24 hours later, an emergency cesarean. Oh, wow. Jeez. So the recovery was awful and the breastfeeding was super difficult, which can happen, unfortunately, with a cesarean birth. Um, we live in Toronto uh, without close family and postpartum was hard. Yeah. Well, when you've got no family and you've got that and you've got everything else. Mm -hmm. However, my son is beautiful and is fully breastfed, which is amazing to overcome all that and to be uh, having a fully breastfed baby, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, which I'm super proud to say. And you should be. You should be fucking proud to say that.
0: Yeah. Awesome.
1: We found so much wonderful support in our community. Well, that's great. I mean, you know, when you don't necessarily have family here, you've got to, as we just said, you've got to look outside. Yeah. Of yeah. your own family to,
0: hopefully you have support. really supportive friends or neighbors,
1: yeah. community people or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So she says, my story goes to show that women have to advocate for their own health and listen to their intuition. I mm-hmm. knew something was wrong, but I didn't want to push it. Push, ladies, push hard. <laughs> no labor fun. No labor pun intended.
0: Oh, I think it was intended, oh, I think Sarah. It was seriously yes. intended,
1: and, and we I accept. I it. utterly support. Yes.
0: <laughs> I do love a good punt. Thank you very much for sharing that. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, that and, was and awesome. she's right. Like when you think that there's something wrong, if you can't get the answers that you need, find somebody else to get those answers for you. Yeah. We know our bodies, and too many times we just keep listening yeah. to other people as opposed to what our body is telling us. And
0: the 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 other piece of that though. For me, that I worry about is that very often people don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they need to advocate for themselves, never mind knowing that they can. They don't know that there is a necessity for advocating for themselves because they're so used to just doing what they're told. I mean, this is very often the case for older people. Yes. This is very often the case for um, newcomers to Canada, people who are recent immigrants or refugees. They don't even know that there is such a thing as advocacy, yeah, and that, and if if they're told that, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, that's the it's one thing to know that you can do something, you just need to know how. Yeah, and then another thing to not even know that the possibility exists. So I think that's where dualists come in. We yes. remind people. We and childbirth educators as well. Childbirth too. educators, especially. Like, there are a lot of people who know, yes, I can talk up for myself, and you're gonna tell me how. And then there are other people, their faces are just like, "What? We can ask questions of our doctor. like, yeah, like what? like its it it really is like a whole new notion for them that you you actually can advocate for yourself, yes, and here's how. Yeah, but some people are starting right there. They don't even know that that's a possibility I hear
1: I hear, People all the time, when I ask in class, you know, do you know what a doula does? And mm-hmm. some will have doulas and say, Yeah, they advocate for us. Wait a minute, that yeah. isn't necessarily what we do. Yeah, What's a sticky? I see my slope. role as yeah. a doula is not to advocate for you. Am I Somebody's going... tearing
0: something up over there.
1: I got a new carpet. The for door. the back door. So yeah. the dog wouldn't break his hip coming in with his bloody <laughs> ass claws. And now the cat thinks it's his new scratching post, even though his other scratching post is right, right there, there, and there and fully functioning. Yeah. Anyways. um, I think our role is to help you self-advocate.
0: Yes. To A, remind you that you, you actually can. And here are some ways that you can do it. Um, Not to do it for you because that, implies a doula going into the doctor's office and saying, my client wants this and you need to do this for my client. Speaking on people's behalf. We're not lawyers. We're not lawyers at all. Um, I always look at it as if we do
1: that, if that is what we end up doing, Mm -hmm. then what we're actually doing is stealing
0: our client's voice. Mm -hmm. And they need to speak up and use their voice. Somebody did post something on Instagram not too long ago. She, I follow her on Instagram, and I and I read her, a lot of her stuff a lot. And she did have a slightly different perspective on advocacy in doula work that took out that speaking for right. Part. And I really liked it. And then of course I read it and promptly, forgot. <laughs> where. Look, so I gotta like find it again because I liked her perspective on advocacy because there is a certain part there there's something about the role of an advocate that is inherent in doula work yes. but not the speaking for part yes and i just forget what it was it was very wise and i've forgotten it i look it and up. we are so wise check with me later that our
1: brains have stopped
0: functioning <laughs> wise mean
1: old look don't become an old doula
0: just
1: <laughs> just try your best to just, just don't age just don't get old keep your bones good, and healthy. your joints supple, your kidneys and your functioning. liver functioning well, don't eat
0: chocolate bars during a 16 hour birth. Oh fuck. No, you're <laughs> just talking crazy. Okay. So I'm <laughs> going to read this other email and this one is awesome. And, um, I know this person and I love her dearly,
1: but I am embarrassed that I have not met this person yet. Cause you and re- Stephanie right? talk, about, we talk her about her all the time. The time.
0: We're constantly <sighs> shouting her out. We're going to call her what is it? Well-worn I can't, I can't mama is what, that. is what she's well-worn chosen Well-worn mama. To be I was like, Wonder Woman mom? WWM? Yeah, instead
1: Wonder of writing Woman, actually well-worn mom, she wrote down letters. WWM. So, so I was like,
0: Wonder Woman Our mom? Brands yeah. don't function. All right. So it starts like this. Enjoying your podcast. The only problem is you're making me want to hang out with you three. Fuck yeah. Get your ass in here. Let's Why let's are you not that. here? I'm listening Since to you this morning. we clearly have a
1: spot. We you?
0: Even, <laughs> There's an empty chair. Um, do you want a new job? Because yeah, clearly Stephanie's, Stephanie's too busy <laughs> attending births. Well, she did say, actually,
1: Stephanie sent a message. Oh, you answered her. Yeah. She said, I really want to be there. She
0: client, really wants to be here, client, guys. getting an epidural. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed for a speedy feedback or safe feedback or something. Yeah. So we all, our hearts are with Stephanie right now. But anyways, I'm listening to you this morning from my kitchen table with a latte and loving it. That's fantastic that people are enjoying fancy coffee while listening to this podcast. (laughs) I don't even enjoy fancy coffee on a good day. I know. Steph knows my table well, having snuggled some of my babies around it. Oh. And she's got some cutie, cutie, patootie babies. I've had five kids. Two with, yeah. she got as as many as you do. She has as many as I do. Two with epidurals concurrently Mm -hmm. with oxytocin. Those are some big words. My worst experience was prior to the epidural. We had transferred in, so I suppose this is I think she's having a home birth. This is a particular birth she's talking yes. about. We had transferred in from a home birth due to slow progress and yet another fucking posterior baby who wanted to come out of my body. Wrong. Ha ha. Well, it's true. I mean. Is there such a thing there's as There's no wrongly such thing positioned? as wrong, but shit, man. No. When your baby's facing the wrong way. Well, according to <sighs> well-worn hurts. mama, Yes, there is such a thing as fucking wrong positioning. Yeah, it hurts. The little booger decided at nine centimeters that she would turn posterior and shut everything down. Fuck! She's she's this, like right up with our swearing. Yeah, she's, she's gonna fit in perfectly. So we moved into the hospital, and first, my husband. This is hilarious. his. This says his name, but I'm not gonna say no, his no, name no. because it's kind of well maybe warm, it's identified. Papa. We're gonna call him. <laughs> We're gonna call him Herbert. Herbert. Okay. Okay. That's his new name. Okay. So we moved into the hospital, and first, my husband Herbert needed to stop for gas. Like, Dude, what the fuck? I
1: mean, I know the home birth was planned, but shouldn't you have a full <laughs> tank of gas prepared Hello, for the coming Herbert day? planning? Jeez.
0: You had Jeez. one job, and that was to keep the gas, car keep the up. car gassed up. Oh my God. I still haven't forgiven him for not gassing up the car when we knew what day we were getting things going. Seriously, right? You hold on to that shit for as long as you can. <laughs> so I contracted and contorted in the gas station in winter, of oh. course, because you couldn't have planned to have a baby in July, right? Yeah. But then it would just be hot in the car. While he gassed up the fucking car. And eventually we made it into the hospital with one flustered, tired man who smelled faintly of diesel <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and a mama who was ready to take the stairs if it meant the epidural was that much closer. (laughs) We get up to the floor and my midwife team assembled. Now four people as the first two were tired and needed relief. And they worked on getting me into the computer, blood work, and IV done. Sounds simple, right? Well, you're wrong. (laughs) Apparently, my body didn't want to give any blood. They tried my regular arm veins, my hand veins, and finally my feet. Shit. That's craziness, when they have to go into your like your feet to get blood out of you. I've seen that happen with somebody one time, and it was so freaky. I never told you when I told you guys. It makes Will's... it seem like
1: you're a heroin addict or something. <laughs> when you're poked all over. But with Will's birth, when he got into the NICU, um, he needed to have an IV. And they tried everywhere, and they ended up putting oh one God. in his forehead. Oh, my God. And, this, oh and my now God. he has this,
0: like patch where yes. it doesn't grow the hair doesn't grow that's crazy <laughs> yeah so they got into her feet nope all collapsed i guess i wasn't hydrated at that point really well-worn oh. mama why were you not guzzling sweet pea you should have known better sweet pea. Were you,
1: was your pea brown <laughs>
0: <laughs> an hour or a million hours went by
1: it feels like that i was
0: desperately in pain with both uterine and back labor mm. nice Eventually, I pleaded with them to ask the anesthetist if blood work would wait, as I was healthy with no history of thrombocytopenia, etc.
1: Okay, she's using way too many big words. This she's, is a person who can't, knows
0: can't. her um, her shit. birth shit. Yeah, no. He agreed. Hallelujah. Thank God. He came. I sat up. Hallelujah. <laughs> but then, his motherfucking pager went off. Oh, shit. So, yeah... An MVA came in. What the hell is that?
1: Motor vehicle accident.
0: How did you know that?
1: I watch too much TV. Okay.
0: So, yeah, an motor vehicle accident came in and needed to be intubated. And, of course, he was more needed there. So, with grand and sincere apologies, <laughs> he left. And he did sound like the Queen. He did. You said he it. said that, yes. <laughs> For about an hour. Oh, and I writhed and cried and shook my fist at God for taunting me with the blessed relief of narcotics and analgesia, analgesia and cruelly pulling it away. However, I recognize that someone needed his help more. <laughs> so you can't hate on the situation too much. No. Well, you She's can't. So al- al-
1: you, you can't al- You're
0: al- like in freaking horrible labor. <sighs> you, you can hate as much yeah. as you want. He came back tried to chat with me about the research about back tattoos and epidurals. Oh, fuck me. Shut the fuck up. I'm in no mood to be entertained, chatted at, or really anything. Just stab me in the back with a motherfucking epidural needle and get this goddamn awful pain to stop. Well, he did. By the way, I'm just reading it exactly how she wrote it. Yeah, yeah. We are not embellishing this I did not write, put these words in here. She said these things. Yeah. He did. I lay down and slept, likely snoring completely without shame. I probably drooled and farted too because I gave no fucks. Yeah.
1: Look, farting in labor and burping in labor is totally allowed.
0: Yeah. But Stephanie, (laughs) not okay on a podcast. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes epidural seems so close, but can actually be so far away. Postscript. The little booger wasn't born for another eight to 10 hours. After the episode, my labor totally shut down, and we needed full pit to rotate her. She was eventually caught by Dada. That's Herbert. Herbert, yes. And we all lived happily ever after. Wow. Anyhow, that's my story. You have permission to share. P.S. Miss you, Steph. Miss you, Suzanne. And would love to meet you, Kim. Love. Well-worn mama. Mama. Wow, yeah. that was
1: that was a roller coaster. That <laughs> was awesome. That was a roller coaster. I, can, I know
0: you have like four I can more kids feel so... her pain. Like you gotta send the other birth stories in too. Yes. And you can just since Steph will never tell us any of hers. We'll never hear about how Kira was born <coughs> or Xander or Abby or Megan. I've It'll li- be I've a only mystery. seen the pictures of Abby. Yes. I've seen the water birth the water birth. The tub birth pictures. Yeah. That's all we get. That's all we, we get. Can- Is that Jack's Yeah, well it's Past his, it's past his lunch. You times. didn't give us any fingernail, toenail. I'm sure they're
1: in there somewhere. But he's waiting for his lunch. Oh, he's, he's looking past at his lunch. Leg, time. Hello. Yeah, he's over woman. there going. Yeah. Hello. What is this life I'm living? I'm puffing and puffing. Are you going to fucking feed me?
0: So yeah. thank you so much for writing in, you guys. Thank you so much for all of your lovely comments and all of the great feedback. We are we are overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I'm we are utterly so heartened. Motivated and inspired to keep going. Yeah. with this craziness. Oh my
1: God, we're at 199.
0: Oh yay! 199. Listen, 190. you guys, we're going to be over 200 by the day. We're like podcast moguls. Day.
1: We are podcast moguls. At this point, my kids would say, "No, you're not." But <laughs> okay, listen, listen. <laughs> Don't this burst is, my bubble like, again. I didn't think ten people would listen to this, and I thought most of them would be your family. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you like us, we will keep doing this. If you like us, please download, rate, review, subscribe, email us, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, because I have no idea what we're going to do with that. But our email. Tell tell
0: your friends to listen to our podcast. Yes. Um, Spread the word. Talk our names on the street corner. Do it. Email address
1: is thepragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. And Instagram is pragmaticdoulas. And you can find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify,
0: or whatever one you're listening to on now. So that's fine. Stay with that. Keep doing that. It's
1: working. Download, rate, review, subscribe.
0: Thank, Thank you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks.
1: Yep. Goodbye. Cool. Goodbye.